the champagne. We made it to the end of 2021, and that is an accomplishment in itself. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, y'all. Welcome back for another week of Category Is. It is the last episode of 2021, and for some people, the year went by very fast. For others, I know each day was a struggle, but hey, we made it to the end of the year. Like I said in the intro, that's an accomplishment. So cheers, toast, bravo to you. I hope everyone had a great uh, time off (laughs) this uh, past week. Um, I won't say holiday because I did catch some fade, some heat for um, my, I said what I said last week about, you know, people not um, acknowledging (laughs) you know, the differences that we all all have and that, you know, around the holidays. And I did say that it's kind of annoying to me when people just, you know, make it so generic. But for me and my house, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So we did celebrate Christmas. I went down to Virginia uh, to my brothers um, and we had a good family time and came back to Philadelphia on Sunday. Been a slow week at work. So I said I was going to get a lot of things done because, you know, that week in between Christmas and New Year's is, you know, kind of a dead time. A lot of people kind of just take all their time off at the end of the year. But um, so it's been quiet, but then unproductive at the same time because, you know, no one is around. So it's like, you know, do whatever. I hope everyone got the gifts that they wanted uh, this year. We didn't really do, well, we did kind of small gifts because uh, I think I told y'all that we got our Peloton in October. So that, you know, we had it for a couple months now. And that was really the only gift that had been on my list for <laughs> a couple of years. And we finally got one. So that was kind of like our gift um, to each other. Um, so just got, you know, kind of smaller gifts uh for each other i also got a new ice maker (laughs) like a portable ice maker countertop ice maker for um to keep upstairs by the bar you know it's right beside my bartesian so it's gonna come in handy you know with uh the cocktail situations and it'll be good to have especially like as it warms up and we kind of go out on the roof deck you don't have to go all the way down to the kitchen to get um some ice because, you know, the cocktail machine is right here. So very practical, practical gift. So thanks to my boo for that. And then my gift to myself or kind of to both of us <laughs> for the house, I'm going to get the um, the closet and the guest room. I'm going to get that um, all fitted out with uh, from the container store. They kind of come in and have a design consultation. So we did the closet in the master bedroom uh, when we first moved in and then kind of once um, I like started working from home and then as um, started kind of expanding the paper genius business um, I needed some more room so like in the office I had that closet redone and there goes the ice maker <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that but um, I'm kind of like the first time you usually have to like flush the system. So it's, it's running now. So you might hear it go off um, a few times during this uh, recording, but yeah, so we got, we needed more space like 
in the office closet. So I had that one done. And then I should have just done, did the guest room closet at the same time. But um, anyway, closets, <laughs> the container store has a sale going on right now. So I'm going to take full advantage of that. And, you know, why pay more when you can pay less? <laughs> Practical, smart. So it's the year end special here at Category Is. And you know how I like to do the best <laughs> and kind of the worst um, of the year. And so before I get into that, I'm going to get into my cocktail for tonight. And I'm drinking a sparkling Pinot Noir. You know, I don't really care for the red wines too much. I discovered this sparkling Pinot Noir is from Mum Napa. I've had it a few times on the show, but um, they only sell it like in the fall. So around like October is when it first comes out. And then it sells out every year. So it's, you know, kind of exclusive, but it's a different kind of sparkling wine. So it gives you kind of the full bodiness of like a red wine, but it's also still light um, and frizzy and bubbly like a champagne. So it's not available right now. I'm sure there's some other kind of sparkling Pinot Noirs, but um, Mom Napa is a really good brand. So next year, if you can find it, go out and get it <laughs> and... I'm going to enjoy what I got uh, right now. <laughs> so first things first, we kind of start with the word of the year. And that is, you know, a word or phrase that has been so pervasive in the culture that has been used in the lexicon for the year. And Oxford Dictionary and Merriam-Webster Dictionary were kind of in the same theme of the year. And, you know, as we are still in the current health situation Merriam-Webster's word of the year was vaccine. So as you know, the vaccines came out sometime last year. I want to say in the first quarter, maybe beginning of second quarter. I can't exactly remember. But in the beginning, it was so hard to get a vaccine and people were trying to invent ways to skip the line. So if you had a pre-existing health condition, if you you know, had, were a certain age, if you knew somebody who worked down to the hospital, you could get one Um because first, you know, they did the frontline workers, but then people started skipping the line and just, you know, making up all kinds of reasons and excuses. And then it just became a thing. And once the vaccines became widely available, I think the people weren't even interested in getting them at that point because it was like that exclusivity that like you could post a picture of your vaccine card or post a picture of yourself, you know, down at the clinic getting the shot. And it just became such a thing. And in the same uh, kind of vein, uh, the Oxford English Dictionary, their word of the year is the more hashtag appropriate <laughs> social media uh, derivative of the word vaccine or vaccinated. And they use vax, V-A-X. And again, you know, that was people posting their pictures <laughs> on Instagram or wherever and saying they were vaxxed, V-A-X-X-E-D. You know, they got to make it into a hashtag these days. Relevant, appropriate. I think those two words um, will be or have been, you know, everywhere in 2021. So that to me was an appropriate um, use of the word. I guess booster will probably be the word of 2022, but we'll see um, about that. And then dictionary.com the online dictionary, their word of the year was actually allyship, which uh, I don't know about that, dictionary.com. So they said that 2021 was a year defined by the many ongoing impacts of the pandemic and the polarization of 2020. 
but there's one word that's intertwined with so many things that we have experienced in 2021, and that is allyship. Allyship is a noun. It is the state or role of a person who advocates and actively works for the inclusion of a marginalized or politicized group in all areas of society. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is probably a better word for 2020. Um, I guess they want it to be different from Oxford and Merriam-Webster, but girl, I don't know. I think this was a a miss for the year. They said on their short list were also the words and phrases of critical race theory, which has been, yeah, again, I think that might have been more for 2020. I did have, you know, a moment this year, especially with the um, Nicole Hannah um, Jones and that horrible Ronald McDonald hair um, and with her 1619 project and then the, the whole blow up with the UNC um, Chapel Hill position, the tenure, um, which she didn't ended up not taking after that whole Thing, and now she's going to teach at Howard, but she was also on Twitter soliciting for people, professors, to send her syllabi. And it was just like, girl, you want them to do your job for you? But again, she ain't never had no teaching experience. So, I mean, girl, work smarter, not harder. The other words on the dictionary.com shortlist of words of the year um, was burnout which was very appropriate. I know we've been kind of at this work from home situation for going on two years. And one thing about work from home is that people um, kind of don't realize is that, yeah, you work from home, but now you also live at work. So, you know, even if you have a, a dedicated office space um, or you're at your kitchen table or you're working um, in the living room, you got to watch them badass kids running around all day and then trying to carve out time for your own space and your own mental health. And yeah, it's burnout will be appropriate an appropriate word um, for this year. And I think it probably would have been my top choice out of this dictionary.com list. And then their last word on the short list was also vaccine. So yeah, they just didn't want to be like the um, other two dictionaries and picking the same word. So the next Best of category on the list is what is the best viral moment of the year? And I think for me, when I think back on the year and what was the most had the most uh, viral impact is I attribute it to one thing, but then maybe there were more, but this one was the most um, prominent in my mind. And that to me was the baked feta pasta recipe down on the TikTok. I don't have the TikTok. But um, this recipe, which was originally from a lady in Finland, I think she had made it uh, the first time a couple of years, like in 2018, maybe. And two bloggers here in the U.S. found it uh, this year. And that recipe was everywhere. <laughs> so the premise of the recipe is you just take some oil, some fresh, um, like, uh, cherry tomatoes or the really small tomatoes, put a block of feta cheese in the middle of the pan, and then you just bake it for like 45 minutes. And it's super simple. You toss it with some pasta and some fresh garlic and basil at the end. <laughs> One of the best pasta recipes that I've had in a long time. 
I'm just going to be transparent. We make it probably more times than we should, which is a lot of pasta. That's a lot of carbs, girl. But um, I'm going to burn them off on that Peloton. But multiple recipes now. Um, I found it when, or I didn't try it until Martha Stewart posted about it. Because like, okay, if Martha's doing it, then no, it must be good. But like, it's all over Food Network, all over TikTok, all over uh, everywhere, basically. So that was probably the biggest viral moment uh, for me. And it also kind of jump-started a bunch of the maybe uh, culinary trends on using TikTok to kind of give recipes. A lot of food influencers are now coming up on um, like reels on Instagram. And, you know, the thing is <laughs> about that is I need y'all to be figure out a way to make it a bit more interesting because it seems like y'all are just going through the motions. Or the other end of the spectrum is that you make this super complicated recipe, but then you make it seem like it's going to take like that 15 seconds to make. So there's this guy, his name is Salt Hank on Instagram. He might be on TikTok. I don't know. A lot of his recipes are like sandwiches, but they're like really kind of high end sandwiches. <laughs> And he's like sauteing shallots and poaching uh, lobster and butter and doing all this kind of other stuff, making his own sauces from scratch. And mm, that's probably like a at least a three hour process to make that sandwich. Like he'd be doing the most with his sandwiches. But I don't think the trend of the TikTok food foodie is going to go anywhere anytime soon. But yeah, it definitely had a real moment in 2021. So now let's hop into some entertainment categories for the year. So the best music of the year, I can't give it to Mariah again. All I want for Christmas is you. She also she just became the first person to have a number one hit across four different years. She extended her record of having the most um, weeks at number one on the Billboard chart. She just say what you want about Mariah and... You know, y'all love to post those memes about, you know, on December 26th, she goes back into the ocean or goes back into her cryo chamber or whatever. And then we won't see her again until the next Christmas season. But <laughs> mama don't care. She is steady getting that money, staying relevant, getting these checks. And your faves wish that they had that kind of the impact, darling, like the impact. Now, this year she had her special menu at McDonald's, not just a meal, but she had like 12 days of um, the Mariah menu at McDonald's. She was giving away like free merchandise as well. If you ordered stuff, um, she had her Apple TV um, deal, Apple Plus deal. So she had a second special. It was only 18 minutes this year. It was, and it was like an interview too, but um it was a check <laughs> following up the deal from last year with the soundtrack and the special, like all this stuff. Y'all can post those memes all you want, but, but Mariah's getting the last laugh and the person who laughs last laughs best. She laughing all the way to the bank, but um, musical moment of this year has to go to none other than Adele Lori Blue Atkins, who released her fourth CD 30 and although it wasn't quite the album that I was expecting, like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> there's only like one song that she could really do live, like at a concert, but she got her a residency down to the Caesars in Las Vegas. 
where Mariah had hers, Celine Dion had hers there too. And, you know, it's a proper residency. It's called Weekends with Adele. And I won't be going to see it because <laughs> them tickets were way too expensive for me. And I've seen Adele live. Like I said, it was when she was, you know, just starting out. And that's the a kind of Adele concert I would prefer. Like this selling out tickets and, you know, a minute paying, you know, $1,000 for the nosebleed seats. And then the scalpers are going to charge. They were like up to like $5,000 for the like closer seats. Nah, girl, I'm good on that. But the CD 30 became the highest selling CD or album record of 2021. And like in the first four days, um, she's just been everywhere. You know, she had the interview with Oprah. She had the concert on CB- CBS. She had a couple things in the UK. Now she's going to do this residency. Single handedly, she's like <laughs> killing the game in the music industry. Like she definitely has the power to basically do whatever she wants like i don't see her putting out anything else for like a number of years and i don't think she needs to at this point but best music of the year adele's 30 movies were kind of hard to watch this year like i personally don't um won't be going to the theater anytime soon i know a lot of people are but i'm just i never like going to the theater anyway like i could always wait till it came on uh, streaming or I could watch it at home because I'm there's always someone whose phone is going off there's someone who always brings their badass kids there's always like some sort of distraction that I just just not for me so um I used to go to the matinee on like a Sunday but even then I just don't like other people <laughs> ruining or altering my experience I shouldn't say ruining but altering um one of the biggest movies of the year was Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm uh, not going to talk about the spoilers, which are posted all online. But if you've seen it in the theater, let me know. I know it broke some records. It was like already at a billion dollars or something. Um, so, yeah, when that comes on to streaming, I will I will watch it. So that's a big action movie. I think a more drama field movie for me was Passing on. Netflix. I think it actually came out a while ago, um, but it's just now getting distributed through Netflix. And it stars Tessa Thompson and Ruth. I hate her last name. (laughs) Ruth Nega. And, you know, it's a story about women. um, So in African-American culture, if you're not familiar with it, passing is when a lighter skinned or lighter featured person can essentially pass for being white is very you know prominent in early uh, 20th century late 19th century like in after civil war things like that um but yeah it tells the story of these two women who their lives kind of diverge and they kind of come together and and yeah without giving any spoilers it's just very intense um in terms of topic, is beautifully shot. It's in black and white, and you know I love a period drama. It's set in New York in like the well, the book was written in like the 1920s, so I'm guessing it's set in, it's set around the same time. I can't remember if they actually said, but even in like the poster for the film, it's like black and white split down the middle. The 
left hand side is black and it's uh, with Tessa Thompson's character. And then on the right hand side is in white. And that is with uh, Ruth, <laughs> I'm not going to say her <laughs> Ruth's character, but yeah, beautifully shot and very, very intense story. So check it out. It's on Netflix um, if you haven't seen it already. Next up are the TV awards and the best TV show of the year. Maybe I should split these into like subcategories. So in terms of reality TV, because, you know, I love my reality TV. um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, to me, had the best, most dramatic season uh, so far. You know, it all kind of centered around uh, Erica Jane and all them crazy ass stories she was telling. But. It gave you the drama. It was a bit, um, I don't know. I think they focused a bit too much on, I don't know. They just had a problem with calling calling her out. But, I mean, it was what it was. We'll see what this next season brings. Um, but then for the drama, it was a bit hard to narrow down, like, a single, single winner for the drama category. Um, I think, in general, all of the Marvel... TV shows on uh, Disney Plus have been like they've been really really good. Uh, I started off with WandaVision, which it was hard because that was the first one out the gate. The Loki series, then we had, which was weird in a way. Then we had the Marvel What If, which was animated, and that was it was a bit different, but it was still good uh, to watch all the different uh, scenarios. And then they ended out with the Hawkeye series and. You know, it was all right. Like, it wasn't, I watched it, but it wasn't. Hawkeye is like the Kourtney Kardashian of Marvel shows, the least interesting to look at. So, I mean, it gave what it gave. You know, it didn't, oh, and I forgot the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, was good. I think that was the second one. And then we had the cameos from the Black Panther. Dora Milaje was in that. And I think um, they might be doing a spinoff with them uh, coming up because I know the Black Panther uh, sequel is going to come out sometime in 2022. They pushed it back um, because of production issues. And then Letitia Wright got injured. And then also she's not vaccinated. And that was causing some drama. So they were talking about recasting her or getting rid of her. Uh, I'm not sure. But but we'll see. Falcon and Winter Soldier was was pretty good. And now... Um, Anthony Mackie's character is going to be the new Captain America. So Black Captain America uh, came from that. Other shows that were good this year, The Wheel of Time, I just finished that on Amazon. It was it kind of gives you more of like a, the Game of Thrones vibe. So everyone's trying to be like that next Game of Thrones. And like speaking of the Game of Thrones pre- prequel, which is going to uh come out sometime in 2022 so looking forward to that it's like the story of the targaryen family and they put out a trailer it looks pretty good so i'm i'm excited about that but not getting my hopes up because we see how game of thrones ended child but i'm not gonna not gonna go there so next up the worst messy scandal of 2020 goes to this is a joint one because um the Cuomo brothers of New York. So Andrew Cuomo, who was the governor, well, former governor of New York, uh, was accused um, by multiple women of sexually harassing them, um, being 
inappropriate and um, a few other things. His brother, of course, is Chris Cuomo, who had multiple shows on CNN. And I think he was in a tough position because he's not supposed to make the news. He's just supposed to report it. But apparently he was doing some backhanded things, you know, down to the newsroom and you know it came out that he was a bit more involved than he said he was um in terms of like giving certain advice to his brother possibly suppressing stories i'm not sure exactly but um he probably should have just taken a leave of absence until everything kind of blew over uh yeah i don't know what their fmla looks like but um he probably could have just taken time off or like pivoted to something that was not so involved because he ended up getting fired after all of this. Like, like it wasn't worth it on uh, CNN. I know Don Lemon upset. <laughs> he was crying and everything, but Don Lemon in trouble too. Cause another messy scandal was the Jesse Smollett case and Jesse. <laughs> Jesse said that Don Lemon was um, texting him and calling him, giving him the heads up on what was coming out, which is so inappropriate. But allegedly that happened. We don't know for sure. Because Jesse Small is a known liar. And so it's like, girl, fool me once. But that was the best (laughs) or worst messy scandal of 2021. You know, and maybe they can come back. They could come back in 2022 because... Andrew Cuomo, it just came out that he's not going to get charged for um, two of the women who kind of accused him of this inappropriate um, behavior. So no criminal charges. Um, Maybe he could get a civil lawsuit. I don't know. But you can come back for those. Just pay them out and sign an NDA and you'll be good. And then we'll see what Chris Cuomo do. He he might not be back at CNN, but, but he could still end up somewhere good. But Speaking of comebacks, the best comeback of 2021 is I'm going to give it to Benifer 2.0. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are giving it one more try this year after her breakup from A-Rod, which I knew they weren't going to get married. Because one, at their age and after multiple marriages, like, do you need to get married? You could just be that couple that's together and everybody know y'all together. Without getting married, like I know they had a bunch of like different um, endorsement deals. They were buying like all that property together, and now you got to dissolve all of that. So yeah, they should have just kept it cute and just that's Mama's friend. But after that breakup, she quickly rebound. I thought it was just gonna be a quick rebound. Um, you go back to what you know, and she ended up with <laughs> Ben Affleck. I guess she could have gone back to Diddy, but. He's still on bereavement after Kim Porter died. So honestly, I think it's a good look for both of them. And they look happy. They seem happy. And, you know, you just wish them them all the best. So now it's time for one of my favorite categories in the best of show. It's time for best slay of 2021. So who had the best fashion moment of the year? Because, you know, it's all about the fashions. Two honorable mentions this year. So first honorable mention is going to 
Madam Vice President herself, Kamala Harris, who looked good down at the Kennedy Center Honors. It was my first time seeing her in a gown, <laughs> and Mama looked good. She had a old, nasty um, black gown. I couldn't tell if it was a cape or if the sleeves were just like attached and had like cut out. But, you know, we love a cape down the category is. But she looked good. And again, it was my first time seeing her in a gown. Because, you know, she always wears the pantsuits. And most of them are tailored and fitted really well. But some of them be baggy and boxy. And I don't know what it is about the women in power who feel like they have to wear a pantsuit. Or they have to wear, you know, that very kind of corporate look. I would like for her to mix it up a little bit. I know that's kind of superficial. And I know that, you know, she got a lot more things to worry about than her fashions. But I mean, come on. Year one is down. You down we see you down working. But in year two, three, four of the administration, let's let's mix it up a little bit. The second honorable mention for this year for the best <laughs> best sleigh, sorry, is Zendaya. When did she start going by one name? Because I always thought it was just Zendaya Coleman, but now she's just Zendaya. Um, okay, girl, scared of you. But she had a old nasty moment. I forget which red carpet it was, but she had on this look that it looked wet. Um, it was very reminiscent of the Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala 2019 i guess where she wore that um snatched waist look with the beaded crystals um it was very reminiscent of that because the fabric looked wet and then she did like a kind of a wet look with the hair very low cut in the back it was um kind of rippled and textured to make it look like the fabric was was wet it almost matched her skin tone as well um but yeah, that was a moment. She's been having fashion moments since forever. I did take off a few points because to the Spider-Man premiere red carpet, she wore a dress that had spider webs, beaded spider webs on it. So groundbreaking. So you got some points off for that. But the best sleigh of 2021 goes to none other than Lady Kitty Spencer, who is the niece of Princess Diana. She is cousin to Prince Harry and Prince William. And she got married this year in Rome, I believe, to a really old man. <laughs> but girl, I think he rich, so I'm not mad at it. But she wore not one, not two, but five custom Dolce & Gabbana gowns to her wedding, which was opulent and over the top so for the actual wedding ceremony uh she wore a custom like victorian uh kind of gowns it had like the really high neck it had kind of a puffy sleeve detail on the sleeves at the shoulders um it was long sleeve and then the kind of midsection was a bit exposed so you saw some of the binding in like the bustier and long 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 veil and it was giving me old world like classic and timeless then for like the reception she changed into like a off the shoulder like silk uh gown ball gown it had like these floral um motifs kind of painted i think they were painted actually on like the dress itself it was very like voluminous but 
it still looked like very light. It was very, very pretty. For like the night before the wedding, I guess rehearsal dinner, she had on baby blue um, tulle kind of dress. All the themes were kind of the same. Um, so like a fitted bodice, but like a really flowy uh, kind of skirt. And this one was tulle, so it looks very, very light as well. And it had these pink flowers like embroidered all over it. Um, she was just dripping in jewels and necklaces and earrings and mama looked good and then she had on like a gold kind of sequin um sparkly thing that she changed into at the reception and then there was like another dress that i can't even find the picture of but um she looked it good and to have five custom dolce and gabbana wedding dresses that's when if you want to say yes to the dress and the girl walks in and they ask her what's her budget and she goes I have no budget, but they be lying. They just want to play dress up. But I think Kitty really ain't have no budget. And they just kept making the different things <laughs> that she wanted because Mama looked good. Each look was different and they were each kind of a sleigh in and of themselves. So the oh, I did find the picture of the, the fourth uh, or I guess the fifth dress. It was like a white dress. It was very, again, corseted at the bodice, but it was kind of structured and kind of um had like either padding or something at the hips to kind of make it um come away from the body but it looked good as well so tense for you girl because i know this cost a lot of money she didn't wear her famous uh family tiara which she could have worn the spencer tiara which um princess diana wore at her wedding would have kind of clashed with all of these looks but then also that thing might be cursed girl you don't want that and now the last category of the year person of the year for 2021 might come as no surprise <laughs> to anyone who's been listening to category is but for the fourth year in a row my person of the year the person I, who i believe had the biggest impact on 2021 is none other than Meghan markle the duchess of sussex so as you know at the beginning of the year was the big announcement that one they were officially going to take a step back from the monarchy. They had previously um, said they were going to take a one-year hiatus. They moved to Vancouver and then to LA. Then, you know, the whole Rona situation happened, so they weren't able to kind of go back and forth, I think, to the UK like they probably were planning to or wanted to. Also, towards the top of the year, we had the infamous Oprah interview, which gave us so much to talk about for month. I think people are actually still talking about that interview. We got a closer look into the things that Megan was dealing with in the royal family. We got the racism um, conversations and allegations. We got the were you silent or were you silenced meme from Oprah. We got so much, I think, from that interview. And the conversations around mental health and suicide that also came from that. And again, as the first confirmed um, biracial person to marry into the royal family and ultimately deciding that, you know what, girl, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to take my man, <laughs> my baby, and we're going to go back to where we know it's good. And that's here in the U.S. And they got their Netflix deal. They had the podcast. I don't remember what happened to it because I haven't heard much from it but if y'all hiring for podcasts down at the archwell 
email me at categoriespod at gmail.com and we can talk about um, some coins. Then she and Harry helped raise about $300 million for vaccine um, distribution. She gave birth to her second child, first daughter, a little, a little bit Diana, in June. They took two trips to New York to kind of, um, it was almost like a royal tour where they did a bunch of events. She read to the kids at the school. She talked to the UN. They talked about climate change and things like that. And then also probably the biggest impact that she had this year was that she won her case against the Daily Mail um, and the tabloids in the UK for invasion of privacy and copyright claims. And it might seem insignificant to you know some of us, but I think it's going to cause a major cultural shift, or hopefully it will cause a major cultural shift in the way that news, not only news is reported, but created in some of these ways, because you know, a lot of times the narrative is what matters. I read somewhere that with news, the truth never matters. It's all about how it's perceived. And so when you have major institutions who were supposed to be, you know, objectively reporting facts that no longer exist these days and the way that hate and I hate the word misinformation because it's just lies. <laughs> like, why can't we just say that isn't just a lie and it's just not true? Uh, just not true. But with all of that, that spreads so much faster and is much more profitable to a news agency, uh, to social media, to, I guess, the world that the truth at this point doesn't matter. But And in winning this case, Megan says that it's not just a victory for her, but for anyone who has ever felt scared to stand up for what is right. So Harry and Meghan were named to Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People's list um, on Meghan's 40th birthday on August 4th, which is the day after my mom's birthday, is also Barack Obama's birthday. Um, she launched a 40 by 40 initiative where people could donate 40 minutes of their time to a woman um, or person of color for a mentorship um, initiative. And in June, Megan became a New York Times bestselling author with the release of her children's book, The Bench, which was inspired by her husband and dedicated to their son, Archie. So like I said, Mama had a busy year. <laughs> she had an amazing year. And I think the Christmas card that they just released with all four of them was so, so cute. It's our first time seeing little Lily and more of Archie. It looks like they're both... Uh, gonna be redhead so so cute tens 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 to Meghan markle duchess of sussex category is person of the year so that about wraps up the show for this week for this year thank you for joining me i know this year has been we had some unexpected twists and turns um but we made it through and looking forward to so many great things to bring to you guys in 2022 Write in and let me know what your goals for the new year will be, what your resolutions will be. Mine is to kind of be on this Peloton and get snatched for the summertime, but we'll see how that goes. So I'm going to get on out of here, take some time to celebrate the new year, celebrate all your successes, all of your opportunities for growth and improvement. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you next year. Bye. 
Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category is right now. Category is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith.